It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media. I'm sorry, I don't know how to shut off my uh, notifications. Consequence Podcast Network. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, welcome to another edition of Kyle Meredith with It's the Interview Series presented by WFPK at WFPK.org, Consequence, and the Consequence Podcast Network. Thanks as always for making your way here. Check it out the series. You know the drill by now. If you uh, like what you see, what you hear, hit that subscribe button. I put out three new interviews every single week, new and every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. So it's a great way to keep up with your favorite artists and discover some new ones at iTunes and Apple Podcasts, at Spotify, Podchaser, NPR, WFPK.org, YouTube for the video versions, or anywhere you get your podcasts from. Subscribe to Kyle Meredith with. That's me, Kyle Meredith. Today, my guest, Tamara Taylor. We're going to be talking uh, about a bunch of things. Uh, she's in the sixth and final season of Snowfall, about to wrap up its series. So uh, we're going to be talking uh, about that show, how she found her character, and director John Singleton's uh, legacy. Uh, we'll also talk about some of her favorite 80s bands, Snowfall set in the 80s. Uh, she named some great ones, uh, Public Enemy, Skinny Puppy, just to name a few. Uh, also, I'll ask her about her dressing up as a Joey Ramone for uh, Last Halloween. And as far as the show acting opposite of uh, John Deal, one of my favorite episodes of this season, and how she would love to play some darker characters as well. Uh, Tamara's going to go on to reveal her love of graphic novels and kung fu. And, uh, and I'll ask her what character that she would like to spend more time with, maybe return to. Uh, so let's get into this. We're talking Snowfall. We're talking uh, October Faction and so much more. It's Kyle Meredith with Tamara Taylor. Hello. It's a pleasure to, to meet you and, and, and talk about what all's going on. Uh, season six, the final season of Snowfall about to happen. Wow. 
congratulations yes, yeah. on this little run right here. I mean, I know it's you're you're coming in on this final season. Um, what 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 is that experience different? Because obviously, and I know this is probably a question you get a lot with this one, but you know, when you have a cast that's been around with each other for so long, what is it being the new person in sort of this scenario? You know, um, it's kind of like the first day of school. It's uh, it's a little unnerving. You know, you're kind of uh, you know dropping into you know an already established gang uh thankfully these this cast was so welcoming and so lovely and um yeah there wasn't a moment i felt uncomfortable so but but the the pre-nerves the pre-jitters were real the uh, first day of school i'm imagining every movie that shows someone coming into school and then they have to walk you around the quad to show you all the clicks and which each yep. do you, do you, is that orientation? Is that part of it? Like, all right, these are the uh, the jocks over here. And exactly, exactly. Well, it's funny because I think the first time I met uh, the whole gang, they we uh, did an in person table read, and you know, since COVID, I don't think I've been to a table read, so it was kind of wild. And I like, you know, I'm masked up. Everybody else is not because they've already gone through whatever protocol they've gone through. And uh, they were uh, mid uh, mid script because I wasn't in the first episode, and it was just incredible to sort of watch everybody go. Probably one of the most talented casts I've ever worked with. Um, so I got to sit and kind of ease into the water gently, watch them do their thing, and of course, then you know, uh, I was introduced to everyone, which was lovely. And um, uh, Andrea and. Uh, Oh gosh, I can't remember Uncle Jerome's real name. I actually don't think I can pronounce his real name. Uh, they were sitting in front of me and I had to just go, you are my favorite characters on the show. Let's you know, it's it's also, you know, so keeping up with the show is one thing, you know, knowing the, you know, where who the characters are and where they come from. When you get your character, how much then do you thought do you put in it? Because there's the whole idea like, oh, I need to come up with a backstory for this person. But yeah. knowing these people have existed for so long, I mean, is that is that part of your process? Well, it definitely it was helpful that I was already a fan of the show. You know, I and, but it's funny at a certain point I dropped off. So I just as soon as I, you know, got the job, I went back and watched, you know, previous previous episodes and was like, OK, I know everyone. I know I'm, I'm you know, current on the story. And uh, they also introduced uh, my character, Veronique's mom, um, in the last season. She talked about her a little bit. So that gave me a little bit of insight into their very strained relationship. And uh, then Dave Andron, uh, one of the creators, also kind of let me know what the backstory of their relationship was, which is kind of brutal. Le left her daughter in prison. You know, grift gone wrong. She ran. Not the, you know, not the mother of the year. <laughs> it still seems like a fun character to play, though. I mean, there's so much, you know, as you said before, you get to put on different wigs, you get to play little different characters, you know, within oh, yeah. this character and everything like like everybody else seems to have their sort of established personality. And it's almost like they gave you something like, OK, this one's a bit magical, though. It was so great. It was am it, it really was amazing because I got to I got to drop in. And the one thing that I was told is that she's unshakable. Um, she's not, she's seen a lot. So Franklin doesn't freak her out. And to go toe to toe with Franklin in this season where he is like, he's flexing, he's, he's definitely got power. And, uh, it, it was really fun to sort of explore all of, explore all of that, explore the different languages that I had to learn. That was crazy. And literally my first day on set was speaking 
Mandarin and uh, French and English while playing Pi Gao, a game that I've never played in my life. So it's like, yes. <laughs> Just right in the deep end right there. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Here you go. Yeah. It's interesting. You know, you talk about the, the power and the power struggles that happen on this show too. And the context of the era, you know, here, here we are looking at the eighties and, and, and I don't know how much, uh, you know, again, because now we're so established how much of that goes into what you're thinking about here too, because, because, you know, there is a legacy that this show eventually represents and there's a legacy that it's happening while the show is going on, you know, um, when you're talking about context and history and things like that. I, I don't know if you can speak to it or even if you all talk about it, but where, where do we leave off? What is the legacy? Because when I look at it, obviously, you know, these are all issues that it didn't like they, they didn't stop in the 80s. <laughs> you know, these are all people that are still represented today. Yeah, it, it, well, it's an interesting it's interesting in terms of um, John Singleton's legacy, which is talked about a lot. This was a real, um, I, I think, um, elegant bookend uh, to his incredible career because he started out with Boys in the Hood and that was his like, you know, homage to his hometown. And he ended with, uh, you know, an homage to his hometown. Gone sideways, um, but still, you know, the love affair that he has with the city is so, you know, so clear. And we'll be right back right after this. Shout out to uh, Astapro for sponsoring this episode and providing us with free samples. Uh, I, I live in Kentucky, in the Midwest, and allergies, yeah, I suffer. When I say I suffer from allergies, I suffer from allergies. And around here, everyone I know deals with allergies to some degree. And for a long time, I thought it was just something that I would have to live with, which is a real problem um, for anything, but especially when you're a radio host. It affects my voice. It affects my mood. It affects everything. And I feel like I've tried every, I've tried all the medicines. Some of them work better than others, but there's, there's never a perfect one out there, especially because some of them take forever to actually work and some of them don't work at all. And then there's Astapro, the fastest solution to nasal allergy symptoms. It's what I use now, and it's definitely changed my life. Astapro is the first-of-its-kind nasal allergy spray. It's the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes, while other allergy sprays take hours. Uh, Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. Astapro delivers full prescription strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. With all the pollen in the air, with all the dust around the, the corners of the house, uh, even with uh, the allergies I have from my dog, Astapro has been the nasal spray that has helped me with all of my allergies. And it can help you to get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. That's A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. Astapro and go. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? 
Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Welcome back. It's Kyle Meredith with Tamara Taylor. You know, and I, I'm surrounded by music, so of course my eye is on that, or my ear, I guess, is on that the whole time too, because you get such a great opportunity when you're sort of playing around in specific eras, you know. And it's so great, it's so good. It remind, I mean, I'm just reminded. I, I'm thrown right back into the '80s, which is amazing. It's just like like the good, the bad, and the ugly. Yeah. yeah what were what? So okay, let's talk about you in the '80s. Like, uh, what were <laughs> what were you listening to? What 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 were your groups? Oh my gosh. Well, I was, um, I, you know, I, I sort of was all over the map. It, I was listening to public enemy and, you know, uh, I loved all like hip hop was, was my favorite, but it was also the beginning. So it was like run DMC and, you know, it, it was super cool. And then I was also listening to like Paul Simon and Skinny Puppy and like all of these weird. I was also goth girl, Susie and the Banshees. I was all over the place. Elf and Tears for Fears. Were they 80s though or were they 90s? No, no, Tears for Fears were 80s. In fact, I've said this before that, uh, you know, it maybe it was one of the biggest songs of all time, but I think Everybody Wants to Rule the World is the quintessential 80s song. Like it, it says it all. Oh, the minute you hear those chords, you're just like, ah, I know exactly where I was the first time I heard this song. I saw a video of you, um, you know, dressed as Ramones, which is sort of, I mean, they did their 80s stuff too, right? W was that a Halloween thing that I saw? Yes. <laughs> I can't believe <laughs> I love that you saw that. Oh, man. And I was so bummed that, like, I was nervous about doing our video because we did, like, two, you know, my best friend in the world loves a Halloween moment. So I don't know if you went back. We also did Cheech and Chong the year before. Nice. And I think I nailed that a little better than Joey, but, um, you know. It's like, I think I said the lyrics wrong. Damn it. We've only got one video. It's only, it was only one try. It's a, it's a fun take. Uh, I didn't even notice that the lyrics were wrong. So you had me fooled on that at least. I wasn't watching Thank that close. I'm yeah, such so a snob about that stuff. I was like, the people who are looking are going to know. <laughs> All a good fun right there. And Pinhead, by the way, that's not an obvious song. So I think there's a lot of bonus points. You Thank know. you. Thank yeah. you. Oh, Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know how I pull back to this show coming from off the Ramones like that. But, uh, <laughs> but I, you know, I will say I was thinking of specific moments, too, because um, episode, uh, what did I write down here? Five, the Ebony and Ivory. And it's and it's oh, you and it's the older guy, you know, and, and here gone. you are. Right. And and you're just like, what an intense and beautiful scene that is at the same time. And, and I don't really have a specific question, but I would just love to hear about the sort of that that rapport, that back and forth that you all had going there, because here we think we have someone who might be bad or evil and it just being this touching moment that sort of doesn't end in any great way whatsoever. <laughs> to say the least. You know, it's funny because <clears throat> someone described it as uh, truth, acting truth within the grift. It was bizarre that there was um, 
it was a grift for sure. I mean, you know, we knew what I was doing, but that there was a sweetness and an honesty that managed to creep out of there, you know, as just two parents admitting that they may be screwed up, you know, and weren't the best. And if they could, if they had it to do over, they might change a few things. It does get to a point where you start to question, is she acting anymore? You know, how, I'm how, so glad. I'm so yeah. glad. Yeah. Just those little moments. And like I said, I, th- I think that's what makes the show one of the, you know, the brilliant ones out there is that there's so many layers in those moments like that, that not everybody can pull off and you all do it so well. Oh, thank you. Well, I was just so grateful to be, uh, to, to drop into such a badass uh, cast and just keep up. I was just like, thank you. And, and like Don five million wigs and, you know, personas. It was fun. Right. Well, you know, and, and that's the thing is like, you know, I call this character a little magical, like all I kept thinking was they could really do a spinoff with this one. Like not every character gets, but like, you know, I, I think about, you know, just here you have, you know, master of disguise and all the mm-hmm. stories that could come along with it. Do you have any say in that? Can you push for that? You know, and when, when we get off of this zoom, I think that I'm going to call Dave Andron immediately and let him know because I think it's a great idea. <laughs> oh, my kingdom to be able to play her again or my queendom. She was one of my favorite characters of all time. I would love, love to reprise that role. Especially coming off of uh, of Diary of a Spy and just these ideas of, of I, I think you might have said in another interview, it's these opportunities to even go darker that maybe you haven't. Yeah, it's been it's been a nice it's been a nice journey in terms of, you know, what's come, you know. Uh, what's come along my across my path? I think maybe maybe it's just because I'm putting out there that I want to be able to dig in a little deeper and go a little darker. Because Bones was so much fun, mm-hmm. and you know it was like those darn kids. Like every episode, I was like, oh, those darn kids. Which yeah, I think Hart Hansen wrote um, uh, created a brilliant show because the relationships were interesting. And, you know, and then we just were kind of solving these gruesome grisly crimes while having these relationships. But because they were standalones, you never got to, you know, you never got to dig uh, as deep as one might want after a decade. So it's nice to be able to sort of dive in the deep end. I'd love to go even darker. And we'll be right back right after this. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back. It's Kyle Meredith with Tamara Taylor. But it's also interesting because, you know, you, you tend, well, you, I didn't say you tend, but you have played several characters in the past that one version of it seems to do with legal, you know, either it's on you know, the bone side of things or it's the spy yeah. side of things or, you know, I would ask what draws you to that. And I only, you know, what preface that question was saying, I was doing an interview the other day with uh, the actor Charles Dance, and we were talking about a lot of the stuff oh, that yeah. he gets right for he goes you know sometimes they find out you're good at something and that's what they start throwing your way over and over is is that what it is i would say absolutely it it just 
it's funny. You, like you don't realize when you start out, you know, you you hear of being pigeonholed and you're just, you know, wet behind the ears and you just want to work. And that means doing anything that they give you well, if you can. So I, you know, laughed and, you know, my agents and I were like, doctor, lawyer, cop, doctor, lawyer, cop, you know, forever. So it's, it's been nice to kind of break out of that a little bit. A little bit of supernatural every now and then in there, wasn't there? Yeah, a little bit of supernatural. Well, you know, I think after Bones, we actively, you, I'm sure Charles was saying the same thing. What comes to you is often what you've already done, you know? that's what they'll ask you to do and so we kind of said no to many things and sort of consciously steered me in a different direction where, where would you want to go I mean you talk about going darker is is there a genre that you'd like to play more in right now man well you know I love graphic novels hmm. and uh I and I love kung fu so I don't know if this is darker but it's something I've never done before I would love to kind of uh do some bizarre sort of there's a, a graphic novel called Manhunter and uh it's actually some a few of the uh volumes were written by a friend of mine and he turned Manhunter into a woman and uh Manhunter she's she's a bit rough around the edges plays lawyer by day and um if she doesn't get the justice that she seeks by day she basically takes to the streets vigilante style you know and goes for it. And she's just kind of a bit of a mess, a little bit Jennifer Jonesy, in that she's, uh, you know, a bourbon drinking, cigarette smoking, no, not necessarily the superhero you'd expect. Those are the yeah. best kinds. Yeah. They're right there. The graphic novel is interesting. That's something I always thought I should spend more time in. I have only have a few, like Neil Gaiman, I've got, you know, a I was going to say, you, you have the Sandman. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and, and Never Wear and you know, the Graveyard Book. That was one of my favorites. He did it. But, but I, that's been the thing. Like I, like I was never a comic book person per se, and and that seemed different. But the graphic novel really did pique my interest. And where did that come from for you? Um, I think it came from my best friend, um, Cree Summer. She just is a like the last comic book geek. So I, I've dipped my toe in. She is an absolute. She she's fully fully immersed. So she'll just kind of suggest things like the um. I'm looking up at my Alan Moore is one of my favorite graphic novelists. He's just he's amazing and he's dark, you know. I'll um, take the recommendation. Yes, anything Alan Moore. Tom Strong is great. Uh he wrote The Watchman, which was my first graphic novel that I ever read. All right. I yeah. like the homework. I'll dive into that. All right. All right. Well, you know, I'll flip the question really quick too, you know, from from what you would like to do to after having played as many characters as you have played multiple times, you know, you I know you've been very fortunate to play within seasons. Are there ones you'd want to return to? I mean, I, I assume things like Bones is that that book is kind of closed right now. But are there other ones you're like, oh, it'd be a lot of fun to return to that, though? You know, I had so much fun with October Faction, um, which was the Netflix uh, monster killer couple. Um I would have loved to do, I, I'd love to see more of them because we, um, there was more story to tell and she was a funny, she was, she, not funny, she was a fun character to inhabit, you know, and I, I didn't have near enough time to train so that I could be the badass monster killer that I wanted to be. So I'd say I'd love to go back there. Hearing people say there was more story to tell seems like the the mantra of our era right now. 
right? Shows your the rug is just pulled out all the time. Woo! I and I wonder what that is. It's an interesting time. Like a lot of things are being canceled. I don't know whether we just we have an embarrassment of riches right now. There's just so much television, so much that people aren't really getting a fair shake, or shows aren't getting a fair shake. It feels like that's got to be. I don't know. It's got to be on your mind, on on someone's mind, uh, you know, as you go into a project. Because if you're signing on and committing to a character, I mean, there's, the, you know, it's like got to be like, what, what if we don't get to finish the story though? It, it's very strange walking in. We had to shoot um, alternate uh, ends uh, of of the uh, first season of October Faction because we didn't know. We didn't know if we get picked up, the monster banging in the basement will come out and we have all our guns drawn and we're ready to go. And in the other one, you just see us all going about our business and we hear like a little you know, knock from the basement, but it's unresolved. Like we had to do both just in case. And unfortunately we had to, you know, we had to go for the ladder. At least you got that opportunity to, to, to give some kind of closure though. I mean, I'm sure you've got them too. You know, our favorite shows that are just like, nope. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> Pack up your stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. And they leave on such a, a cliffhanger because they assume they're coming back. Yeah, that, I've, I've had that. That's not fun. I can't imagine. So, well, at least, uh, you know, again, being part of Snowfall, uh, there is closure here. And it's been such a great season and such a great series. Uh, Tamara, thank you so much for taking the time to talk about this. Again, it's been so great to meet you on here. I adore you. I, you're such a lovely interview. This was awesome. And my thanks to Mara Taylor. The sixth and final season of Snowfall on FX happening now. Sounds like there's uh, lots on the way as well. Thanks to you, of course, for checking out the episode. Uh, before you get out of here, I do hope you hit that subscribe button. Again, three brand new interviews sent to you every single week. It's a new one every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday to keep you up to date on your favorite artists and discover some new ones at iTunes and Apple Podcasts, at Spotify, Podchaser, NPR, WFPK.org, YouTube for the video versions, or anywhere you get your podcasts from. Subscribe to Kyle Meredith with. Then after that, head over to WFPK.org, where I do a show Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern. It's an hour full of song premieres, music news, anniversary spins, bonus interviews, Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern at WFPK.org. Consequence has your music and film news. You can also find me on the uh, social media spots. That's Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all three of them. The address, at Kyle Meredith. So do hope you like and follow along. That does it for another edition. I'm Kyle Meredith. I'll see you next time. Consequence Podcast Network. <laughs> I love that. That's wonderful. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org, from Louisville Public Media.